Hi, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. I'm Maggie, your host, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about exactly that, life. I mean, it's 2023 now, so crazy to even think about it, really. But here we are, another year older, hopefully wiser. Um, And today I don't actually have a guest with me because I kind of want to do this one-on-one again with you because... What better way to start the year than with some reflections, right? So let's do that wherever you are. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Head Over Heels. Um, We're still in season three. Um, I didn't want to refresh the season just yet because I feel like there's still so much that we want to do. And if we were to refresh it, I want to make sure it's good. So yes, we're still at season three, but it is the year 2023. So crazy, guys. Um, I started this podcast in 2020. Oh my God, yeah, 2020, just during the pandemic, just before the pandemic, really. Um, That was our season one. Uh, I would think we had about eight episodes and then we moved on to season two. But in between, we had a long pause because the pandemic got in the way. So I felt like this podcast actually lived through the entire pandemic. And if you're still here, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, I feel like we have grown so much together. Bella was just telling me that, you know, I'm back to the season one haircut, but it's version 3.5 Maggie you know what I mean like it's not the same version of Maggie Uh, I feel like I dress differently now as well in comparison to back when season one I feel differently I think differently I emote differently and I want different things so I guess in retrospect it's true that they say growth always feels slow like when you're in it it feels like it's not happening Um, But it takes that one reflection or like that one look back to see how far you have actually come. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to do a very quick introduction about myself again, because I feel like in the past three years, we've got a lot of new listeners, new friends who have just joined the HOH fam. I know HOH, the abbreviation sounds like ho, like (laughs) both. So sometimes I don't know if I want to say ho or H-O-H, but I guess we're all hoes deep down somewhere, you know, like whatever, doesn't matter. Um, And I feel like the podcast started off very pure and innocent, but now we're not so much that. Like we were, we're we're like a little jaded with lots of trauma that we've learned along the way. So yeah, I think I'm comfortable saying ho. Welcome to the ho fam. Okay, Um, yeah, I feel like 2022 was a very odd year. I actually um, am not a podcaster to begin with. I think um, my first foray into the industry was as a radio announcer. I was 19 years old and I got into a pageant and then I didn't win the pageant, but I got into the top few and then I decided, hey, I really like talking to the camera. But then I was told, you don't speak very well. You can't pronounce words properly. You don't enunciate words properly. How about you try radio? So I was sent 
to audition at radio stations. Um, got into two of them. Uh, but I ended up in one of them, obviously, which is which was Fly FM. Uh, so I was there for about seven years. And uh, I was in the radio industry for, wow, seven, eight years before I actually started this podcast, uh, which is why doing this podcast kind of felt like home to me because when I was in radio, it felt like there were a lot of restrictions about the things I want to say or I can say or want to say. So um, coming out here, doing this myself feels really fulfilling. But without the years in radio, I wouldn't have had the confidence that I have and had to start this as well. So yeah, going back to growth, you just never know where things will take you, right? Like I never imagined myself being a radio announcer. Um, like, I mean, I thought about it, but I never knew it could actually happen, come to fruition. Uh, and then when it did, I realized, okay, this is a skill I could take on. Because funny story, guys, I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> that was like my childhood dream, you know? I want to act next to Aaron Kwok. Not knowing at the time I was really young, like a small kid, not knowing by the time I'm his age, he will be like grandfather or something, right? Okay, like he's not that old, sorry, if you're a fan. I mean, I'm a fan. I still dream about him once in a while. Sammy Chang and him. Zheng Salman and Kwok Fu Sing, you know? Um, <laughs> so I, I think growing up, I, I never knew about the professions that exist today. Um, for instance, radio announcer, never knew it was a thing. I only knew about actor, 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 actor. Also because back in the day, my auntie was an actress. So I do kind of follow her to set and watch her do things. But in retrospect, I kind of had to think back the other day. I think, right, radio has always been my path. As in like, you know, audio medium, being, being a host or whatever. Um, because my aunt, she was, you know, the DJ back in the days, the shopping mall, where they have, they will announce um, shit like um, your car is parked, you're blocking somebody or uh, if you have purchased 50 ringgit and above, make sure you go to the counter and get stuff. Like I actually grew up behind a counter next to my aunt doing that. Um, it was a mall in small town Ipoh, the store. I don't know if the mall still exists, but like I somewhat grew up there because I think my 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 Taiyi had had a stint there, and and along the way, uh, my aunt also uh, dated an, a radio announcer back in the days, and I I was brought to the radio station that was Astro at the time, and I was like maybe oh my gosh seven eight years old. I still have a picture of myself in the radio station. Uh, just standing in front of a mic, just to pretend, you know, like how moms, So, come to think of it, even though it was not something I thought about, but I felt like my life has led me here. It's crazy. I, I will show it on my so socials, my IG. Um, I actually have the photo of me behind the mic in the radio station, just awkwardly standing there, not knowing what to say. And that was when I was eight. And yeah, it's crazy how life just unfolds before your own eyes, even before you know what's going to happen. Like it just will happen for you. Kind of like they say, don't search for love. Love will find you anyway, kind of thing. So yeah, this, this was me. Um, so that's how I ended up being a podcaster. 
oh, is it a word? It's so weird. I feel like in Malaysia, the, the, the podcast scene hasn't really matured yet. But in the US, US and like um, other countries, I feel like um, the industry has 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 been there forever and you see so many different podcasts out there. Um, so I hope to kind of also grew the po- grow the podcast scene here in Malaysia and hope to see more people doing that. And um, that would be good because healthy competition, then you get growth and then get better things, I guess. But anyway, okay, going back to reflections, I feel this episode, I don't know if it's going to be the whole let's zen out and reflect on our life and take a deep breath and think about what we could have done better and we want to do and then exhale. No, it's not going to be like that. I feel like um, there is time and space for that and I'm not the best person to be doing that. In fact, in therapy, I learned that my therapist said it in my face. Maggie, I have to tell you something. I don't think you reflect a lot. <laughs> and I remember just sitting in that chair and just like, no, 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 I reflect, I reflect. You know, the, my, in, my, my default response to defend myself. No, I do, I do. Then she's like, how do you reflect? And that's when I'm like, uh... Uh, I, yeah, I don't really reflect. Even though I think I do, like I think about something, but I don't go deep into it. So that's something that I want to do better this year. Um, but yeah, like I said, 2022 was a great year of lessons and realizations about myself. And the first realization was that I, I don't intentionally properly reflect and after diving deep and reflecting with my therapist, I know why. Um, I have been in flight or flight, fight or flight mode for so, so long that I need to think about the next step, the next step, the next step. I have no time to pause right here and go deep because a tsunami is going to come and I'm going to be swept away. So that's like my psyche, right? And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like me too. I don't know, maybe. So, so the day I realized I don't really reflect a lot. Like just having someone to tell me, Maggie, I don't think you reflect a lot. Make me reflect so much. It's paradox, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll talk about that later. But I think I, I kind of uh, gathered, uh, compiled, consolidated some of the realizations and lessons that I've learned in 2022. And... Um, before I get there though, I want to say, right, last year, I don't think I made any resolution or any goals for myself. Only because I thought to myself, I uh, probably another lockdown is going to come, fuck that shit. Everything's going to go down the drain. So I actually didn't, it was the year that I did not make any resolution. I used to be that basic bitch. Sorry, sorry. Don't want to say basic. I used to be like, basic you know, have all my post-it notes in every part of my room. I'm sorry if you do that, but I'm not saying you're a basic bitch, but I just, you know, it's just a term, you know, everybody understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, I have like, sorry, Bella, are you like that? <laughs> sorry. But, but, but I want to say that it's actually not a bad thing because, you know, I, I actually liked that version of me. I think I want to bring that back this year. So <laughs> I have like post-it notes at every part of my house. The moment I wake up, it's next to my bed. And then when I stand up, 
um, it's 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 there. And then when I turn to my bathroom, it's in front of them, just before the door. And then when I brush my teeth, it's like in front of the mirror. Like I, I plan that shit, you know, to somewhat manifest. Like today's the, the buzzword of the day of the year or whatnot is is manifest, right? This was when I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing that I ever wanted. I I was struggling. I had no money. I I I wasn't even radio yet. Like I was I would. I wanted to be in, I wanted to do a lot of things. So all these were things that I wanted, which was why I had so much drive. And I think back, why, why did I stop doing that? I, can't, I guess the answer is I got complacent. I got comfortable in my comfort zone because I have, I have, I have taken everything that I wanted, say, 10 years ago. I got complacent. And it was a hard hit because, um, I mean, it's not a bad thing to be comfortable in your comfort zone because you get to rest and you're not always, I know I'm kind of like contradicting myself about the fight or flight mode, but at the same time, I'm talking about goals, right? Like I didn't set any goals last year because I felt like there's no point. But the years before that, I also gradually started actually thinking that setting resolution is lame. You know how it became a thing? You know, resolutions, what for? You're not going to make it anyway. Just live your life. And then I kind of followed that. And then I realized, okay, now that I've not set any goals, I feel like I actually don't know what to look back on because I was doing my whole reflection thing for this episode. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> and I realized, actually, I don't know. I need to scroll back to my Instagram. But again, there are moments that didn't live on Instagram. So I had to really, really think hard. What was it that I achieved this year that's not obvious, that's small, but will matter the most? So I hope this, what I'm about to share, will maybe help you in some ways. But I think setting resolution is good. It's not lame. It's not not cool to do because everyone works differently. I think some people work better with with a structure, and I think I'm like that. I tried to work without the structure. Yep, let's see. Let's just go with the flow. Um, sure, the flow will still get you somewhere. But if you want to go to a magnificent island, the flow without my boat would just get me to the shore of some random-ass beach. So I felt like that's, that was where I was at last year. So this year, I want to re-navigate myself to a beautiful island where people live and thrive um, and not a deserted island. I felt like I was in a deserted island last year. Yeah. Even though they may not feel that way on, on socials. You know how it is socials. It's the highlight, guys. I don't show you my low light. Sometimes I do. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY. Okay, so 2022 was the year I said goodbye to my 20s. Um, honestly, it felt so weird, like weird. And I remember that feeling when I turned 20, 
like from 19 to 20 saying goodbye to my teenage years. Like it brought me back to that moment. Um, and I remember crying, oh my God, I'm, I'm no longer a teenager. Like what's going to happen next? I don't know what to do with my life. I have to go to college. No, wait, uni now. Um, I need to get my life sorted. And then 10 years later, I still feel like that. <laughs> Plot twist. So I guess what I've learned is that, yes, you need to learn to go with the flow but with a bit of structure, with a bit of goal, a bit of everything I think is good. Um, living life in moderation, eating in moderation, I think that's what I've learned. Um, but yeah, I still feel that way, you know? Like after living my 20s, I feel like even though I may have seemed like I've got things figured out, man, the moments of insecurities, the moments of not feeling good enough happen so much, so much in the last couple of months before, even until now sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I guess those feelings are what drive us to be better. Mm, and the important question to ask is why. I recently bought a book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. We live with so much assumption. Uh, the person, they got that because they're rich. They got that because daddy support them there's so much assumption and then we live with our assumption not knowing what the real truth is because we refuse to ask why i haven't started a book but you know this is like yeah i have something i've been thinking about but i would love to start a book and maybe do another episode on asking why is in the next couple of weeks hopefully i finish within a month anyway he um yeah 2022 was also the year i learned so much hard truths about myself like how I was as a person. Uh, I remember there was one moment in time where I realized, actually, I'm not as nice as I think I am. Actually, I'm not as kind. Yeah, I'm a little bit hard on myself, but like I feel those realizations were quite important for me to kind of, what's the word? Re-engineer myself. <laughs> Big word. Like, okay, why is this friendship not going the way it is? The old me would just blame it on the other person and not really take accountability on if I played a part. Like it was never in the question. Like I would never even think about if I played a part. So what have changed now is I now would learn and try to pause and think. Again, it doesn't happen every time because we're human and emotion, no, and emotions get in the way. But I would ask myself if, if I played a role in this too if I contributed to this too. And uh, yeah, because how we view ourselves are biased and, you know, flawed. Uh, sometimes we need, to look our, uh, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror um, and ask difficult questions. So not just having difficult conversations with people. You need to have difficult conversations with yourself. And I feel like those were the hardest. And, and last year was like the first time ever in my whole life. I don't know, maybe it's because I turned 30 and I realized, fuck, I need to get my shit sorted. That was really, truly when I started asking difficult questions about myself and to myself, like just self-talk. So there were a lot of that. Um, again, because I had no goal, no nothing, all these things just came to me. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad it turned out the way it did, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, also 2022 last year was the year I learned 
hard, difficult lessons about my business. Like learning to manage a team is not easy. Shout out to all the uh, lady bosses, big bosses out there, big or small, doesn't matter. You could be managing just two people in your company, in your team. It is not easy because you're not just managing a team. You're managing people's skills, timeline, emotion, everything. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I had to lump, let some people go, people that were not fit for the team. And having those conversations uh, as a chronic people pleaser <laughs> is difficult. Like I was so afraid of offending them. I was so afraid of hurting them. Even though, of course, I need to put up a front because I am the leader. I need to appear confident. I try my best to still in, in, inject a little bit of humanness in my conversation with them. Um, I don't think I can ever be the, yep, you're not good enough, goodbye, thank you. Um, it's just not me, I realize that. So uh, yeah, things that I learned, how to be a leader, I can't, I, I have to be nice, but not too much of a pushover. I got to be stern, but, but not too much. You know, I need to be creative and share it with the, with everyone else. Um, yeah, it, I just feel like what is the benchmark here? Like, what's the rule? I had to find it for myself. So a quick story. I had someone that was part of my team that really, really disappointed me. Um, um, like, I guess I had to ask myself, did I play a role in this? Did I not see the red flags from the start? Or did I not communicate uh, what I needed? Therefore, I got disappointed when it was not met, my expectations. Like all these questions, there were a lot of this last year, I feel. So yeah, I think um, I would like to learn to be a better leader this year as well, to learn to manage people better, to learn to manage my time better because I feel like because last year was such a revenge year for everything revenge travel revenge this revenge work oh my god I tell you revenge work was the worst I was so burned out by the end of last year that I was breaking down I was falling sick it was it was showing up in my body I was I was gaining weight and I was losing so much weight and I was just sick and I was just not right, not in a good headspace. I think Bella knows this. Like even to work on the podcast, I had no more fuel. Like to, to think of what topic to talk about. Like towards the end of the year, I had nothing left. So I hope my lessons from last year will give me a good gauge on what I want this year. So it's not a bad thing to, to go with the flow. Now that I know to go with the flow is not my thing, I need to have a bit of a structure while going with the flow. It's not a bad thing, but yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think that this next point is one of the most important thing as well for me. And I think for many people as well. Um, I think growing up, I think I know why I'm such a people pleaser now. I'm better at it really. I'm, I'm, I've learned to manage my people pleaser tendencies so much better. And I don't want to say that people-pleasing is a bad thing. Sometimes it makes people feel nice, but I don't want to overcompensate. I don't want to be a doormat. I don't want to be a pushover. That's what I don't want to be because I was that. I want to be a better version of a people-pleaser, I guess, because I don't think I can completely take it out of me because I feel like it is 
part of my DNA. Like it's me to have the people please somewhat uh, or, or be nice to people and make sure I don't offend people, you know? Yeah. But 2022 was the year I learned how to draw boundaries. So yeah, that's why I say it's hard for someone who tend to people please. Um, something as simple as saying no can be so hard to do. It, it can be the hardest thing, I swear. Like I can say, I would say no, and then I'll feel so much guilt for saying no, and I end up wallowing in self-pity or whatever for the rest of the day, wishing that I had went so that I don't have to make some people feel what they felt, like maybe disappointed in me or they wished that I, I was there or I don't know, I don't know. Like I, with people-pleasing tendencies comes overthinking and anxiety and everything, like it's like a full package, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, like cutting off access to myself. There's this podcast that I've been listening to. I would highly recommend it because I've listened to many, many episodes now and I think it has really helped me think better and navigate my emotions better as well and kind of like rethink about my, my, my responses as well. And it's called Help Me Be Me. And I like her, her, her tagline. I think it's, it's a self-help podcast for people who don't like self-help, which is me. <laughs> like, I need self-help, but I don't want to appear lame for needing self-help. Uh, stupid, but help me be me. Go check it out. Um, it's a self-funded podcast as well, I believe. Um, she speaks with such soothing voice and it has helped me so much. And one of the things that she mentioned a lot in her episodes are drawing boundaries, except unless you are in danger. Drawing boundary is not just about saying no, you run, okay? But, um, um, but like when it comes to drawing boundaries, she talks about not just about saying no, but it's also about cutting off the access to you, to yourself, to your time, to, to you. Um, I think a simple example is there is someone in my life who's very close to me. Uh, okay, I wouldn't say very close, but biologically close. <laughs> Family, like, yeah, okay, you know how it is, like I say, yo. <laughs> So this person would always say mean things to me with not a bad intention. I know they come from, I care for you, therefore you need to know this kind of place, but it hurts me so much. It's crazy. Like it hurts me. Like the things they say would be like, make, would make me go, what the hell? Why would you say that? But because they're family, we are blood related. I don't know how to say please stop saying that. So for years and years and years, I kind of allowed it to happen. I allowed it to happen. I never drew my boundary. But when I finally did, oh, did it trigger the shit out of the person. Oh my God. But I was so proud of myself. Like it was so hard for me to say, can you stop saying this to me? It hurts me. As simple as that. I couldn't say it for years. Growing up, I could not say it. So when I finally could, it felt bad. Like I felt so much guilt, but I, I felt empowered. Like I found my voice again. Like I found, I don't feel worthless anymore. 
because I, I, I lived with those words that they say to me without defending it, without like allowing it to, to get to me. Really, I allowed it. I, I, I guess in some ways it's my own fault for not drawing my boundaries, but now that I've learned to draw my boundaries, um, I feel respected. I, I, I feel like I respect myself enough to want to say no, to want to draw a line in the sand. I feel like there's so much to boundaries that I really want to talk about that I don't think I have the knowledge uh, or, or the capacity to do so. So I would love to bring um, psychologists on, a therapist. If you are someone who is in the field, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone, please let us know. Drop their profiles in our DMs and we will reach out to them. I would love, love, love to have more episodes like that with someone who's actually a professional Today, I'm really just talking about my own experiences. If you relate, great. If you don't, well, you're just listening to a story. So um, they say that when our emotional boundaries are respected, we will feel valued, honored, and safe. Boundaries can be healing, and they are healing. Boundaries can help one not feel taken advantage of. Because uh, that person, right, who say all this shit to me, right, will pretend nothing happened the next few days and ask me for favor one. And then I'll be like, ah, help la. So I feel taken advantage so badly. It, it was to a point where I exploded. That's when I finally drew my boundary. I mean, it's not the best way to get there. If you can get to knowing how to draw a boundary without exploding and imploding, that would be great. Don't be like me. While maintaining boundaries can be difficult, Ah, oh, yeah, it's so difficult. It really increases self-compassion, self-esteem by allowing people to prioritize their own voice and needs. So I don't know who needs this. If you're in, in, your, in, in, in your life right now where you feel like people are just constantly stepping all over you or people you feel taken advantage of, the only person who can stop that is you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because the power is in you. You need to take that power back to say no. And not just no, actually. You have to have a bit of a follow-up and say why. You're and make sure the no is heard. Because a lot of people don't take our no's seriously because we have never really said no. So the one time we say no, they'll be like, yeah, they'll come back one la, don't worry, la, should be fine. So make sure your no is a strong heart no. It's a no that will be seen. It's a no that will be heard. It's a no that is communicated through. Disclaimer, I'm still learning to do that. And the next thing that I realized in the year 2022 was that I realized I think I made it. Not in a sense where, oh my gosh, I'm a billionaire. I have no worries in life. I've made it in life. But I've made all of my 20-year-old dreams come true. And it feels crazy. I don't know how to feel. I don't even know how to talk about that because I don't think I've properly processed that just yet. Like I've, I've ticked all the boxes that I wanted so badly 10 years ago and it took me 10 years to get here so that's what I meant by I made it in a personal way um uh, I think the most obvious thing was 
the home. In fact, uh, I, I shared a story with you guys on my IG reels and that post went viral, you guys. I don't know why. It's so personal, but it, I get so many messages from strangers saying that they can't wait for them to get their home. And I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy that you're getting there. You have that goal. And I know how, exactly how that feels like. And I'm rooting for you, friend, if you're on your way there because you will get there. But yeah, was, what, what, what I was trying to say is I realizing that I can finally afford to purchase a home of my own was a weird feeling. Like, I, it was not exciting first. It was not, like, proud first. It was weird. Like, what the hell? I can do this? How? Like, I was just questioning myself. I was elated, but I was in disbelief at the same time. I was excited, but I was pulled back with so much fear. Like, you guys have no idea. The first, the, the hour before I had to put down the first offer, like, make it a real deal already, because after that, I have to pay money, Right? Like, it's for real. I can't take it back or I'll lose my 20000 or whatever. The hour before I had to put out my first offer was so scary. Joseph had to sit me down and repeat his points for 50,000 times, I think. <laughs> he had to sit me down. I, I had to ask the agent, can you give me a moment? I, I need a moment to talk to my partner. Like, Joseph was there to support me through this decision. He sat me down. <laughs> he laid out all the cards on the table. Like, what's going to happen if I don't buy? What will happen if I buy? Okay, what will happen if I choose to buy later? What will happen if I choose to buy now? Like, all of the options were there. Like, I needed so much reassurance because I could not believe. Like, my body just cannot, you know, cannot process. I, I cannot, my car can't take the next. My tire don't want to move. And Joseph was trying so hard to push me not to buy, to make a decision for myself. Like I was just stuck. And like the thoughts that were in my head, let me share with you right now, is what if I go bankrupt? What if I can't pay the mortgage? What if, what if I die? What happens to the house? What if something bad happens? Yeah, it was the worst. I, I thought about the worst when it's such a beautiful thing I'm about to do. So then I read, Brene Brown's book, um, Daring Greatly. She, talk, she talks about something very similar. She talks about foreboding joy. Okay, I'm going to say this again. Foreboding joy. It's a new word to me. Joy is not a new word, but foreboding. F-O-R-E-B-O-D-I-N-G. It's, it's one word. Foreboding joy. It's a feeling that something bad will happen. It's a fearful apprehension. That was me the entire time. Which given... It's fair, guys. You're about to make a big decision. This kind of feeling, this kind of insecurity actually is our body safeguarding us. It's fair, right? But what I'm trying to say is the, the ratio was very imbalanced. My ratio of foreboding joy was like at 3,000% and my percentage of joy and excitement was at like 0.5. It shouldn't be like that, I feel. It should be quite balanced. Like, sure, I'm excited. I'm a bit worried, but I think I'll be okay. I, 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 it was so imbalanced that I could not make a decision. So that's what I'm trying to say, right? Um, 
And then the book also says, joy comes to us in moments, ordinary moments. We risk missing out on joy when we get too busy chasing down the extraordinary. Like, heck, even an extraordinary joy also I cannot enjoy. So that was a slap in the face to me, like, wow, y'all, Maggie, you got to go back to therapy. You got lots of work to do, okay? But my therapist actually is on maternity leave for like two, three months. That's why maybe (laughs) I'm such a wreck. I miss her. I need her. But at the same time, I'm proud of myself because I could hold myself. I, I didn't have moments where I felt like, fuck, I feel like dying right now. I need my therapist right now. I used to have a lot of that. I didn't have a lot of emergency calls where I need her right now, right now. Like make an emergency appointment. I felt like in this few months of her being away, I can't wait to tell her when she's back though. I, I was able to manage my emotions by myself. I think that's growth right there. But anyway, coming back to, to the story. Um, yeah, I think when I read the part of the book, it made me realize that I'm only going to have this moment, this moment of buying my first home once in my life. Because the next house I'm going to buy is going to be my second home, not the first, first, you know what I mean? So I'm going to have to enjoy this moment and go with the flow. And of course, you know, strategize, but I have to learn to enjoy the moment. And my first instinct also wasn't to say I'm so proud of myself. In fact, guys, I cringe. I cringe when I say I'm proud of myself. I don't know why. I feel like I shouldn't say that to myself. But why do I even think that way? If I can say so easily that I'm so proud of people, but why is it so hard for me to say that I'm proud of myself? Why does it make me cringe? But when I'll be more than happy to say it to someone, to a complete stranger, So that was something that I had to think about for myself. So yeah, lots of realizations. I feel like it was not so much about achieving things last year. Last year was really about realizing things. And hopefully I'll be able to apply them this year. Now, today. Um, Yeah, actually the last point was the people-pleasing tendency, which I talked about. I'm so much better at it now. Um, I, I no longer... I still let the guilt eat me up a little, but I'm able to catch myself. That's the difference. Like I, like for instance, say New Year's Eve, my friends were having a get together and I haven't actually seen them for a while. I would love to see them, but at the same time, I really wanted some time to myself just before the year ends, like that, that final day. So I actually said no. And then I did feel so much guilt for not being there for them. Then, you know, I check IG stories, see what they're doing now because I'm not there. And I realized, Maggie, 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 you said no already. It's okay. It's okay. Like I had to talk to myself like that, you know. It's okay. Look around you. So I look around. I was in my new, new sofa, which I love. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this anime with Joseph at the time. And like I could hear fireworks playing outside. It's okay. Where I'm at right now, it's great too. It's okay. Like I had to say a lot of that to myself. Um, and be okay with my no. So now that I've learned to say no, um, my next step is to learn to be okay and stand firm with my nose. So that's something that I would love to learn better at doing um, this year. I keep saying next year, sorry. <laughs> next year is 2024. Um, yeah, so... 
I don't know if there were any highs and lows. I feel like it was filled with highs and lows. I don't know if I can pinpoint just one. Highs, obviously, building my first home and then lows were really lots of mental breakdowns. And I say a lot of them. Yeah. And um, generational trauma was also something that I had to confront. Uh, I had a lot of realizations about my childhood uh, and how it, ha- it has shaped me into the person that I am today. But I'm still processing it. I don't think I'll be talking about it today, but it is something that I would like to touch on because, yeah, um, like, you know, knowing why I people please so much, understanding why I have such great fear of abandonment, it really brought me back to a lot of my childhood experiences, moments where I was left alone uh, or like I was trying so hard to get attention when I get straight A's. I was trying so hard to get attention from the people that I love at the time. But as a child at the time, I didn't get the acknowledgement, affirmation or just the attention that I wanted. So maybe that's why. And then after I got straight A's, because I didn't get the attention, I go and mix with the wrong people. And then, goodbye, straight A student. I was no longer one. So that is something that I do want to talk about. But I don't think this episode is it for it, for, for that. Because uh, I do need some time to process it and maybe get a therapist on board and, and maybe do a live therapy session. Oh my God, that would be so cool, right? Like you go to therapy with me. So yes, I'm serious about Therapist, because I feel like I can get a lot of guests, a lot of my friends to have great stories to tell. Um, but I want to get somebody who's in the actual medical professional field to come on the show um, to, to, to maybe dissect a lot of the topics that I would love to talk about. Generational trauma will be a topic that we will touch on this year. I've gotten a lot of requests for that. And I hear you guys. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I want to make sure when I do talk about it, that episode will bring light to so many of you. Yeah? And uh, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Okay, no, Hessen, like moving on to close the episode is I feel like this year is not going to be new year, new me mindset. I want to go with a new year, better me mindset. Because <laughs> I feel like I still want to, I still have... I'm still working on the goals or like the things that I've worked in the past few years and I just want to make them better this year. For instance, like my Motion Lab, want to build Motion Lab better, my own content creation stuff, me being a host, this podcast especially. We just had a meeting um, for our 2023 plans. We are so excited to share with you. Um, So yeah, um, I do have a couple of goals, but right now I just want to do better at what I'm already doing and kind of pick up new skills, mm, like learning Mandarin. I'm starting my Huayu Bushi, 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 Bushi this year. 我, okay, 我, 我希望今年我会, 我可以主持这个博客 um, in Mandarin. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Never mind, we'll look back, okay, guys? Reflection, okay? Uh, I've 
。So 我不要讲了，因为我是华人嘛，对吗？所以 this year 是 New Year better me, better Chinese, yeah? Okay. And this next thing is something I I would love to implement this year. Um, that is to plan better. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Goodness gracious, how true that is! I tell you, because this 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 quote, whatever it is, I don't know where I heard it from. I got it from the first time. It's been stuck in my head for so freaking long, um, like for months and months. And I feel like it's telling me something. My body is telling me something. Maggie, you've got all the skills, but you have no plan on how you want to execute them. So this year is all about really planning properly and. Finding ways, action steps to execute them. So why I say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail is because I used to make very vague resolutions, like very vague goals. Like I want to lose weight, but I don't have the action steps. I don't have the plan for it. Right? Like how are you planning to lose weight? Are you going to start first with your nutrition? Are you going to start with scheduling your workouts in? Or you're gonna start with a personal training session, or finding the gym that's gonna be close to you, so that you will make time to go, so you don't have to end up stuck in the jam or traffic. Because I know sometimes your favorite fitness studio could be an hour drive away. So plan. You gotta plan. I never planned. That's why I always fail, and I always never follow up with my resolution. And I'll just bring forward the resolution years after years after years after years. And one of the those resolution. Is waking up early. <laughs> um, I used to have this resolution that was brought forward for at least five years to wake up early. Because I saw this book, like Robin Sharma, the five AM book club or five AM club or whatever, that they say you know all the successful people in the world, the greatest million billionaire in the world, will wake up at five AM because that's the golden hour of whatever. Um. Yeah, no, sorry. I think that is the one thing I'm going to officially discard from my list and at the in my head. You know why? Because even though I plan for it, the plan cannot work. Cannot. I can't wake up like five a.m. in the morning because I sleep at three, and I can't sleep at nine a.m. at night because I've got work till nine thirty. Like the plan does not work for my lifestyle, and I, that that's something that I just have to accept. Yo, my lifestyle is different. I just need to make it work for how I plan to live, right?、Um, I I try so hard, guys. I try so hard. Like then I end up waking up late, and I wallow wallow in like so much self guilt, and I ends and I end up taking up all the capacity to try to get over the fact that I woke up late when I could have just made the rest of my day great and productive. I'm sure some of you are like that. I'm like that. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with not being a morning person.、Um, find what works for you. In fact, for me, I feel like that nighttime is the golden hour for me, although the sun is not there. But yeah, find what works for you. So yes, plan for it. And if it doesn't work for you, it's time to say goodbye to it. Okay. And I know entering the new year always feels empowering to momentarily make. New changes, and、um, if you think about it, some of these changes we want for ourselves are always linked to the emotions of feeling like we're not good enough, we're not the best versions of ourselves. For instance, my five a.m. book, right? Until now, 
Joseph and my friends still make fun of it. It's like a running joke now. Maggie never reads the 5 a.m. book club, whatever. I forgot the title. You know what which book I'm talking about, the one with the orange cover. Sorry, sorry, Robin Sharma. I love the other book, but not this one. Um, but yeah, like because I felt like I'm so unworthy. I'm not gonna be successful because that's why I don't wake because I don't wake up early in the morning. So I started making that resolution with hopes that by waking up early, I will be successful. Like, honey, I was so young and naive that it doesn't work that way. The plan, you need to plan, you need to put in action steps to get to your goal. And you need to be very specific with your goal. So I'm gonna put it out there. This year, whether or not I achieve, I want to put it out there. I hope to reach 100K followers by the end of this year. I know it sounds so fucking shallow, but it's just something that I want. And I'm going to put it out there. And how I'm going to do it, I'm going to bring you better content. I'm going to bring you content that you want to listen to. I'm going to bring you content that you want to share with your friends. I'm going to bring you content that keep you company, make you smile, or make you cry with me. So yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. <laughs> so, and we have so much plans for our whole fam. Okay, guys, we are planning some offline events. Finally, shout out to Bella who came up with an amazing deck. Yo, she's right behind the camera as she always is. We have lots in store for you guys this year uh, because it's officially the third year, right, Bella? Is this our Oh my gosh, guys, ah, third year, we're three years old. It's crazy. So maybe we can celebrate our anniversary, our birthday with you this year. I don't even know when's our birthday, what? But yeah, we are planning for something and it would be so good if you have been enjoying our podcast to share it with your friends. If there's any episode that you like, every share, every like, every every rating on, on the podcast platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, really makes a difference for us to grow together um, because the podcast cannot grow if nobody listens to it. So I'm putting it out there, 100K by the end of this year. Yes, I don't know if that's going to happen, but let's make that happen. Um, so yes, this year our goal is to meet our whole fam. I need a better word for it, guys. You can please, please suggest, I don't know, whole fam sounds a bit bleh, our community, okay? Um, and I would love to meet you guys. We're going to run workshops. We're going to run um, fun events, hopefully. So yeah, if you are a brand, if you run a brand and you're keen to collaborate with us, please reach out to us, drop us a DM and we would love to chat. And with that, I end today's episode. I hope that was a fun, not really fun. I feel like there was a lot of reflections going on this episode. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to each and every episode of the podcast and thank you so much for actually sharing it with your friends and um, sharing with me how you feel after listening to the podcast I feel like all these feedback I take them very very seriously um, and uh, yeah with that I end this episode with don't forget to fall head over heels with yourself first and always and I'll see you in the next episode happy new year guys bye I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple 
to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY.